Good afternoon, everybody. It's Joe Cunningham here to round out the week right here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. You can also reach out via the KPL app chat. Love talking with you guys. We've got a lot to talk about today, so we need to jump right into it and really into a discussion that not a lot of people are having right now, but it is a very important one. Because a couple of news stories have broken this week that we need to discuss. I want to go to a tweet. I guess it's now a post because it's not technically Twitter anymore. It's X. But uh, John Hassan, who is a writer at a sister site of Red States, townhall.com. Uh, John Hassan has this timeline laid out on Twitter, and it's a pretty important one. In November of 2022... Joe Biden promised the American people that we would not be starting a Cold War with China. Now, Joe Biden may have kept his promise. As far as he's concerned, the U.S. has not started a Cold War with China. But it seems pretty clear that China is in a Cold War with us. In April of this year, we had the Chinese spy balloon that flew over the U.S. We then discovered a fake police station in New York run by the Chinese government. It was a police station that was basically controlled by the CCP that was meant to monitor Chinese Americans. In June, we discovered Chinese Communist Party plans to build a spy base in China. In July, the CCP was caught funding grade school school lessons in some American schools. Later in July, we discovered a biolab that was being run by the CCP in California. And then I think it was yesterday, yesterday, two U.S. sailors were caught spying for the Chinese Communist Party. Two Navy sailors were charged with spying for the Chinese government. Yesterday afternoon, uh, the Department of Justice announced indictments against those two individuals. They, quote, provided critical technology in the form of ship manuals and outlined vulnerabilities of U.S. warships to a Chinese handler in exchange for thousands of dollars over multiple years. That news comes around the same time that we discovered bits of Chinese malware deep inside military computer networks. That malware was designed to disrupt U.S. military operations. Military analysts claim that the malware is designed to hinder power grids, communication systems, and water supplies that support military bases around the world. 
none of that malware was active. But those military experts say that the malware was designed to disrupt a U.S. response to a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. Now, on top of all that, go back to Joe Biden saying we're not going to start a Cold War against China. But it's clear China is going to act out against us. What's more... The Biden administration has been incredibly lax on China, even to the point where members of the Biden administration actually coordinated with China. From Fox News. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm engaged in multiple conversations with the Chinese government's top energy official days before the Biden administration announced it would tap the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to combat high gas prices in 2021. Granholm's previously undisclosed talks with China National Energy Administration Chairman Zhang Jinghua revealed in internal Energy Department calendars obtained by the Americans for Public Trust and shared with Fox News Digital, revealed that the Biden administration likely discussed its plans to release oil from the SPR with China before its public announcement. Now, if you will recall, part of the outrage over the SPR announcement back in 2021 was the fact that the Biden administration was sending some of our strategic petroleum reserves to China. Biden has never replenished the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. He has tapped that. It's at its lowest level since, what, the 80s. The Saudis just announced that their production cuts will continue. Oil prices are going to stay high. Gas prices, as a result, are pretty high right now. They've been on the rise. There was another Biden official who has since, I think, been dismissed because it became public. This person was actually advocating for China within the Biden administration. We may not be starting a Cold War with China, but it's very clear the Chinese have started a Cold War with the U.S., and the Biden administration refuses to take the Chinese threat seriously. Now, I am the furthest thing from a neocon. Well, I wouldn't say the furthest thing. I'm not somebody who advocates war and thinks that we should be getting into war. I don't agree with the Iraq or even uh, with the Iraq war, definitely. The Afghanistan war dragged on too long. I have questions about our spending in Ukraine, although I generally support supporting Ukraine. I don't want to see us get involved in a war with China. Frankly, based on uh, what we've heard about uh, war games and, and war plans and strategic you know, planning on this, most of the war games that have been played out by the U.S. military indicate that we wouldn't fare so well in a war against China right now. 
I'm not looking for war with China. I am looking for an administration that will stand up to the Chinese who are actively working against our country's interest and tell them enough's enough. The Chinese thrive in the absence of the U.S. That's why the Chinese can get away with a genocide that the rest of the world just pretty much ignores because it's China. That's why the Chinese government can do things like put malware in, uh, in geopolitical opponents' military systems. The Chinese can get away with it because America's not standing up to them. The Europeans aren't standing up to them. Nobody is standing up to China. At some point, we need to tell them enough's enough. At some point, we need to tell the Chinese to stop the tomfoolery. And I say the word tomfoolery, one, because I like the word tomfoolery, and two, because if I say the word I really want to say, the FCC kicks in the door and they drag me away, and this show abruptly ends. We live, well, we lived up until the Ukraine war, we lived in a tripolar world. There were three major powers in the world. There was the U.S. and its Western allies, there was China, and there was Russia. Ukraine, the Ukraine war has shown Russia to pretty much be a paper tiger. Russia is very dependent on, frankly, war crimes, but also has shown itself to be dependent on other nations to fund itself and became dependent on China for support. China ran as propaganda a U.S. official statement that Russia was essentially a vassal state of China. China loves that because now we live in basically a bipolar world and Russia is in China's sphere of influence now. It's the U.S. versus China. And I think at this point, it is unavoidable that we will end up in a war with China. I don't know when. I don't think it's anytime soon. But I think sooner than people would probably be comfortable with, we're going to end up in a war with China. And we have a presidential administration. We have an executive branch right now that not only is not prepared, but is actively at times coordinating with and working with people who have shown their hostile interest to the U.S. The president of the executive branch, the president of this country, is still running cover for his son, who is an unregistered foreign agent for the Chinese. He was doing consulting work for the Chinese. He was promising Chinese access. Now, based on the Devin Archer transcripts that were released yesterday, we know that the best case scenario for Joe Biden is that Hunter Biden was using him and using his name and basically promising that, yeah, his dad had his ear when maybe his dad didn't. The transcript is kind of iffy, but Devin Archer basically claims that Hunter Biden was 
kind of showing his connection with his dad without actually using his dad. He was just trying to build a brand based off his attachment to his dad. And yet, whether or not Joe Biden was directly involved in all this, Hunter Biden was consulting the Chinese, doing business with the Chinese, and his dad and his dad's administration is running cover for him on that. So we have this geopolitical foe that our current government is not taking seriously. And the leader of the current government, his own son, was a consultant or agent for that foreign government. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Before we take a break, let's hop over to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good, good. Listen to your commentary. First of all, I think uh, Joe is either a foreign agent or treasonous or he, I don't know that he is really running cover for Hunter. Mm-hmm. I mean, his entire family got millions of dollars, so they have bought and paid for him. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying about the strategic oil preserve. So look at, think about the whole picture. Okay, so Joe gives them the majority of the oil coming out of our preserve mm-hmm. to China. Why would we drain our preserve to give to China? Yeah. If he's not bought and paid for. And, okay, then you got the head of the Joint Chiefs telling China that if Trump was going to do something, I'd let you know. I'd call you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Miley, Millie, whatever his name is. Yeah. Because they got that on record. So when you add all these things up, it's not, there's no doubt mm-hmm. that he's either a foreign agent, bought and paid for, in the White House. You know, Hunter, we know he's not that smart. Oh, no. God, he's not as smart as the dog, remember? Yeah. So who's the smart one here? That's a that's a uh, great point. You're you're absolutely right, Chris. Unfortunately, I got to take this break, but thank you very much for the call. And that's a good point. Let's go ahead and take this break. We'll be back for a really short segment before the news here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site, redstate.com. I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives, putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section, where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number. Went long there uh, in that last segment, so not really a whole lot of time to introduce a new subject. But I uh, do want to point out we did get a message from from Mike in Brobridge on the app. Who do I think would be more tough on China, Trump or DeSantis? Trump has shown uh, what he will do. Do you think DeSantis would be just as tough? I think think DeSantis would be. uh, And that's – DeSantis served in the military. Uh, So I think that from from that perspective, he probably would be tough – I just, at at this point, right now, I'm not trying to make it about which Republican candidate would do better uh, because that's, it's kind of the deep state argument. Whoever comes in is going to have to do a lot of cleaning out because there are a lot of bureaucrats who don't want to cross China, who frankly are probably pretty sympathetic to China for whatever reason. We've seen that there's a lot of Chinese money in our education system and even in our government 
whoever comes in, be it DeSantis or Trump or somebody else, there's a lot of work that has to be done to flush out Chinese influence from within several aspects of American government and the American bureaucracy. But thank you very much for the message, Mike. Chris, thank you for calling in. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Why are Democrats and Republicans freaking out about an upcoming debate? I'll tell you when we get back. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. So go over to your app store, download the KPL News app, and listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPEL app chat. Before I move on to the next topic, uh, Katie Pavlich points out on uh, X, I, I can't, I'm, it's Twitter, it's still Twitter. Katie Pavlich points out on Twitter this from the DOJ release on the two U.S. sailors that were arrested for espionage. Uh, Zhao allegedly sent the Chinese military officer non-public and controlled operational plans for a large-scale U.S. military exercise in the Indo-Pacific region, which detailed the specific location and timing of naval force movements, amphibious landings, maritime operations, and logistics support. The indictment further alleges that in exchange for bribes, Zhao also photographed electrical diagrams and blueprints for a radar-stationed on a U.S. military base in Okinawa, Japan. It is very clear that the Chinese wants to get as much detail about the U.S. military, and in particular the U.S. military's possible response to a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. China, in the next year or two, is probably going to invade Taiwan. It was made a little bit more complicated with Russia's premature invasion of Ukraine. China was not happy, according to reports, that Russia had done that because it kind of got the world's ears kind of perked up to those to those types of invasions. It did not look great for uh, Russia. It'll look even worse for China if they go through with it after the debacle that has been the war in Ukraine. Uh, the world community would not be happy about it. Now, moving on. There's going to be a debate. That debate is going to be between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. The Trump campaign and Trump allies and the Biden campaign and Biden allies are very upset that this is going forward. Sean Hannity, I think, is the one that promoted this. And I'm sure there's an extra bit of betrayal uh Felt among the Trump camp on that because the Trump camp and Sean Hannity have been very close. Trump and Hannity have been close since Trump came to power and actually began running. Remember, Hannity was one of the few pundits who very early on adopted Trump as like the way to go forward. Well, Hannity has proposed this debate between DeSantis and Newsom and both sides of the Top of the ticket, basically, Trump and Biden are not happy. Why are they not happy? Well, the issue 
is it will distract from the two leading campaigns. They also know what the polling says, not just the public polling, but the internal polling. Now, we need to step away from the Republican primary for a moment, and we need to talk about the general election. Most of the polling for the general election shows that there is a lot of independent voter apathy and even voter apathy in the more centrist left and right side of the political spectrum. Moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, and independents are not thrilled at the prospect of a Biden-Trump rematch in 2020. They're not. My sense, based on the data we currently have, is that unlike 2020, you're not going to see just record numbers of people showing up to vote for the president. You'll see the opposite. You'll see a lot of voter apathy, people just not going to vote. Both sides, the more moderate on both sides and those very valuable independent voters want something else. They want someone else. The latest polling in the primary shows that Trump is still dominating, but there are some kind of waning signs. Uh, One recent poll showed that Trump's lead in Iowa has dwindled a little bit. Uh, a, A couple other polls still show him maybe 20 or so points ahead of Ron DeSantis, but others are catching up to DeSantis. So there's still very much a fight in the primary field. There's also a poll that shows Trump and Biden tied in Michigan, which is interesting because nobody really considered Michigan a swing state, but yet it's polling like one right now in that presidential race. So coming back to this debate, people in the Trump camp and people in the Biden camp are not thrilled that this is going forward. In fact, have been very vocal on social media about how terrible an idea it is and how they shouldn't do this and no one should watch the debate and things like that. DeSantis and Newsom have agreed. DeSantis and Newsom have agreed to take part in this debate. No real details on it or anything right now, but if it happens, both sides agree to it. This debate is not about 2024. This debate is really about the future of both parties beyond 2024. The problem with a lot of Republicans is that they are afraid of showing their ideology. The people that we call rhinos are people that are afraid to show their thoughts, show their beliefs, show their ideologies in public because they think it will cost them votes. They think that because they have been told that by the Democrats and by the media and by the grifter consultants who only want to make as much money as possible from these Republican politicians. There are Democrats 
who look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the squad, and they they believe the same things, but they try to hide it. They don't hide it as well, but they try to hide it. Because they, too, believe that showing their true colors will cost them votes. And on a certain level, they're not wrong. Because going too extreme to one side will alienate voters. Especially if the extremes on that one side have been hurting the general public. There is a reason that they're now calling Barack Obama in to come help fundraise for Joe Biden. They're trying to bring Barack Obama in to help raise support for Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden's not exciting, a lot of people are tired of it, and Democrats aren't really all that motivated. A debate between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom is a debate between two people who are not afraid to show their ideology. And a debate between those two shows the future of both parties. A Trump and Biden campaign in 2024 is going to be the fight of the present parties. And voters want something new. And so they would look at a debate like this and they will say, okay, this is definitely what I want to see. Now, Trump does have a legitimate problem in that this is more exposure for his for the one primary opponent who looks to be a threat. There's a reason that Trump focuses all of his fire on Ron DeSantis and nobody else. He sees DeSantis as a threat. If DeSantis engages in this debate with a known progressive and the progressive leader of one of the biggest progressive states and one of the biggest states in general, and he comes out winning, that bodes well for Ron DeSantis. But there's a reason that a lot of people would tune in to see a a debate like this because they want to see what the ideologies of both sides and how those ideologies are put into practice in two very well-populated states. They want to see how those ideologies went out, play out on a debate stage. That's not to say that I think 2024 should be, the real battle should be DeSantis versus Newsom. As of right now, I don't think Joe Biden should run, but there's really no evidence to suggest that he isn't going to. There are some hints and some whispers and some rumors, and there's frankly some hopes and wishes and dreams that he will end up stepping back. But as of right now, there's no indication he will. And it's still Donald Trump's uh, primary campaign to lose. We're still right now on the road to a Trump-Biden rematch. But if people start getting a taste of what lies beyond Trump and Biden, that may affect the primary field. That may swing some votes away from Biden to Robert Kennedy, Marianne Williamson. And that may swing some votes away from Donald Trump to Ron DeSantis or to somebody else. And that's what both of those campaigns are worried about right now. However, again... This is a debate that we should all want to see. You have Gavin Newsom, who has been the leader of California, a state whose major cities are just in utter chaos right now, overrun by rampant crime, homelessness, drug use. And you have Florida, 
a state that resisted as much of the COVID lockdowns as possible, where Gavin Newsom's California embraced them, a state that has really recovered economically, has grown in terms of population, where California has shrunk, and is one of the top destinations for people leaving their other states. As Republicans, as conservatives, most folks on the right should want to see that, should want to see that debate and see how Ron DeSantis addresses those progressive criticisms. People on the left should want to see that debate because Gavin Newsom is pretty much kind of the ideal future candidate for the Democratic Party. There's not really much of a bench outside of a couple of Democratic leaders. And Newsom, while a terrible governor, is probably the most coherent one. You're not going to be able to get like an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez type progressive to run for president and be successful. But a chief executive of of a state like California, Gavin Newsom, could probably do a decent job in a Democratic primary and would be a decent Democratic candidate. I'm not sure he's got across-the-board appeal, but he would be a decent candidate for the Democrats, and that would be down the road. I, just in general, would find that debate fascinating and not even from a Republican primary perspective. I want to see what the future of both sides looks like, and I think that those two men, whether they specifically are it or just the type of person they are and the personality they are and the politician they've built themselves into, if that's the model going forward for both parties, I think we want to see that on a debate stage. But that prospect is not making the current trajectory in the presidential race very happy. It's not making Team Trump happy. It's not making Team Biden happy. When we come back, let's wrap up the show talking about Team Biden. There's some concerns there. I mentioned they're bringing Barack Obama in. There's just some things behind the scenes that Democrats are very worried about. We'll talk about that and wrap up the show here on The Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. If you guys listen to The Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, go to your podcast app wherever you're listening to this from and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Steve, I got your message on the app chat, but unfortunately, one... Um, I don't have that bumper readily available and I won't just play the song track because, uh, I don't, I try to avoid lyrics where possible, uh, in my bumper music. So Steve sent in a message saying that I should play the song beer by real big fish for, uh, in honor of international beer day. And I try to avoid lyrics in my bumper musics just in general, but also, I'm not a fan of beer. I don't drink a whole lot of beer. I had a Modelo last weekend. Yeah, last weekend, and that was the first beer I'd had in a very long time. I typically just stick to bourbon or rum in the summertime, a little more rum than bourbon in the summertime, but I I generally don't drink a whole lot of beer, but that's just me. Uh, Mike sends a message uh, to the app chat that he would love to see the debate as well. 
Um, yes. So uh, Mike also asked, did Obama really beat with, meet with Joe Biden to tell him how much of a threat Trump is going to be? That seems to be the case. Now, there's a story that, that what he's referring to, there's a story that came out. Uh, I know we wrote about it at redstate.com. Uh, there's a story that came out yesterday, I think it was, that there was a private lunch between Biden and uh, Obama. And Obama did, you know, gently warn Joe Biden at this meeting that Trump was a bigger threat than I think a lot of people that he thought a lot of people would take him for. And that that it's not a 100 percent a guarantee that he would beat Trump if he ends up going up against Trump. And the polling shows that the polling shows pretty much a split 50 50 between the two right now. Here's the thing. This isn't so much about what he said to Joe Biden as the fact that they are trying to show that Barack Obama is getting involved in this. See, Barack Obama is still the rock star. Joe Biden was his vice president. He was meant to come in and carry on the legacy of of, uh, Barack Obama. But this is about showing the Obamas are still very much active here. I mean, again, Barack Obama came out and chastised Tim Scott over Scott's uh, comments on racism in America and systemic racism and all that. Basically saying you're you're being too hopeful that that this is whitewashing and all that and and Tim Scott's like no I'm I'm living proof that you can be successful no matter who you are the skin color you just have to work at it. Tim Scott is the descendant of slaves on both sides of his family. Half of Barack Obama's genealogy is former slave owners, so that needs to be part of the discussion as well. But yes, yeah, Mike, that's the thing. Democrats are not really excited, so they're bringing. Barack Obama back in to uh, try to get people hyped up because nobody can get hyped up about Joe Biden at this point. It's so bad that Democrats and Democrat activists are now tweeting out photos of Joe Biden photoshopped to be younger. I'm not making that up. That was documented uh, by John Hassan. Again, I mentioned him earlier in the show. John Hassan at townhall.com documented that earlier this week. They're passing around photoshopped images of Joe Biden to make him look younger and stronger and healthier. It's just pathetic. That's it for the week. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Try to stay cool if you can. You can find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at RedState.com and check out the podcast of the show. It'll be available online shortly. Give that a rating and a review when you find it. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Shannon is offsides, and he's next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.